Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's that time of the week again. The Rugby League Rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your guard, and get ready for an hour nothing of the NRL Tour. And it's finally that time of year after quite a, a painful standard of football on the weekend. State of origin, thank God. And MG joins us right now. How are you going, big fella? No, good, good. But I've got, look, I've got to disagree off the top, brother. I, I enjoyed this weekend of footy. I, I might, be any, might be in the minority, which I am, but I'm just getting sick and tired of everybody who's talking about, you know, let's get a standalone origin weekend. It's, I'm, I'm embracing it I, I, for what it is. I, I know it's... You know, the, the, the product is diluted over six weeks, but we're, we're trying to get $2 billion with our next pay, uh, with our next TV deal. If, um, if you ask the, the powers of B9 and Fox, even though the games, the four games on, on the weekend didn't write, you know, reach any heights, except for yesterday's Raiders game, yeah. um, I still reckon they would have rated pretty well on TV. So it's the product of B. That's, that's the only thing that the, the powers of B were going to pay us this money are worried about. And, and you get the chance to see some, some kids playing who wouldn't ordinarily play first grade. So to me, it's, you know, years gone by, I was probably following you at that corporate line that you, just, you mentioned, but oh, I must confess, I did enjoy what I saw. But even though the, the Tigers and Cowboys game was one of them games that um, yeah, I'd rather see again. But it was a that, stinger. That, 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 that happens every week when there's stars. In, you know, there's always one or two games that, that stand out um, that are crap every weekend, even with the stars in it. So... Look, I uh, I didn't like it. I don't I don't like the dilution. But you know what? At the start of the year, we knew this is how it was going to be. And until the next TV deal, it's not going to change. So just get on with it. Yeah, that's simple. Well, that's everyone. Yeah. Yeah, there's so many opinions on it. That's the thing. That's that's you know every time you open up a page in a paper or you read something online or you hear some one of the commentators on a footy show or something talking about this period, it all seems to be negative. And well, it's, it's, it's not going to change. It's not going to change. change. So, I mean, get on with it. I've just been here for 35 years, and it's going to be here for another 35 years. We're going to have six weeks in the middle of the year, which is going to be disrupted by origin. Get, get over it. Right. Good yeah, times. No problem with it. Well, on to State of Origin. Uh, obviously, both sides named last week. They've been in camp. Um, no real surprises on the Queensland side of things. Bar Maguire getting his debut. Nuff, 18th man, and Morgan obviously sliding... Straighting onto the bench uh, in, in with DC being out hurt. Gagai has been there as a shadow player this week. As we know, Slater's had the shoulder issue. GI's had the flu. Chain, uh, Hodges cut his foot, but uh, I'm guessing we're expecting them to be 1-17. to 17. No late inclusion for Napa to try and combat the big boys. Who cares? Yeah, no, I don't think so, mate. I, Who, I, cares? I think, Who cares I think about I, Queensland? Yeah, there's a bit of ducks and drapes, and that wouldn't be origin without that type of... Banter and, and this bloke's crook and that bloke's got tons of lighters and this bloke's been on a drip and 
Um, Professional. Yeah, well, Lewis Lowry has been up front. He's made the way many changes to my team. That's 17. Well, and, and he's gone as far as I say that's 13. And I've named to start the team, start the game. We'll start the game. So, um, look, yeah, we've all had our say on it. Um, this is the first time I've spoken to you boys since the Origin side was picked. And, yeah, I think that uh, Trent Hopkinson can count himself lucky to to be wearing the number seven. But there's, there's something in his game that Laurie Daly loves. And, um, you know, far for, be it from us to, or anyone else to say that you know, they are bad at the, uh, the title holders. And um, I think but I, if he got another chance, I would have liked to have seen Josh Reynolds get another chance as well. But because um, I think that... Uh, he showed yesterday against the Raiders that um, he's far from done when it comes to rep footy. Yeah, sure, he's got a fuse that it goes off, but um, I think that's the attraction to him. That's what I like about him. Yeah. I, 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 I'm a mixed bag, but again, yesterday... I don't like either of them. He, I like Hodkinson or Reynolds. I like Hodkinson when he's playing well, but uh, yeah, I, I probably would have rather the Roosters pair or if Adam Reynolds was healthy, I think his kicking game would have been invaluable, but... I did say it, I think, week two to Brock that I would have went with a mixed bag of those two halves, would have left Maloney out the way he was playing and uh, Reynolds, but that's the way it's ended up. He's he's gone with Hodkinson. He thinks he can steer the side around. Obviously, Pierce probably plays. Well, if Adam Reynolds is fit, he gets picked. Well, we're not even talking. You'd about like it. to think so, but he was going on about club combos. But Pierce will obviously play more like a six. He tends to play like that at club football anyway. So. Well, I think Hodkinson's retained his spot because you hear a lot of the uh, Blues players talk about how good he was in camp last year. Yeah, controlled and how he controlled it. So sessions. good on him. If, if, if that was the case, we're not there. We didn't see it. If that's the case, he's earned his spot. And you know what, Laurie Daly in the end, he's got to own the result. So. You know, I'm happy for him to pick the side that he wants. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, yeah, we're going to go down on, yeah, yeah, gonna go there on Wednesday and cheer for him. You know, you know, being yourself a coach, Brock, the, you know, the, the coach should have total autonomy because... They should. If, if you don't pick the team, if you don't get any chance, if you don't get a chance to pick the team that's running on and it's a team you don't want and you lose, well, yep. it's it's like being in the middle of the ocean without a without a life jacket. It's You've got no control over it. But if you get the, the 13 or the 17 you want and... There's every chance that you own it. if you're half a decent coach, that's, you're going to win the game yeah. because everyone's happy. Well, this is the stuff like going a little bit off origin. Jeff Tuvey and uh, Shane Flanagan have been in the news this last week because they don't have control of their roster. I, you know, for me, I, you know, I'd love to coach in the NRL one day, but I would never take a job where they didn't didn't give me some sort of say or the yeah. majority control in in a roster. Uh, that's that's just ridiculous. Basically saying, well, here's the players, you coach them. You know, it's. No. You're a public, and then when the, when the results don't go your way, you're, on, you're the first one out the door. Well, Craig Bellamy had Kurt Gidley, and he put him on the bench, so there's yeah. been plenty prior that have obviously uh, been cussed for that throne. They've let Laurie pick his side, so I'm, I'm much happier for that result. So they should. Yeah, and that's how it should gets, be. gets rubbish results and punning. Mainly, uh, we went incumbents again, so, you know, you talk about form. That, uh, you know, some blokes not in the best of form, but at the same time, they did get the job done. Uh, Hopawato, one that people got angry about. I'm not angry about it. He played 60 minutes last year with a busted AC joint. I think he'll get the job done. Morris, not great for him either, he's but he's, he's always done a job on GI, so no no surprises there. Haynes gone, not really fussed about that. I think Dugan's a great player. I think he's not made fussed the right about choice. I'm, I'm fussed that he's I'm not fussed. there, but Josh Dugan, are you happy with the replacement? Hayne and Gallon, massive, massive losses. losses. Massive but, losses, no, no doubt. Dugan. Remains to be seen. He, he, he always steps up for New South Wales, but to step up into... He's going to have to go another level to be on Haynes' level and the influence that Haynes had on our game. Um, that's what worries me about picking Hawkinson so far out of form. Like if, he, if he plays out of form, we're in massive trouble. 
we're going to need no, no, all that's, that's, and that's the thing that's, that's, that's the, um, the unknown you know that's that's right but back him up it was interesting the chorus of players as you said Brock that uh, echoed you know Laurie sentiments in Hawkinson he must show a lot in camp as far as leadership goes and and you look for that you know, look for these little one percenters that help the team and, um, yeah, I, I think Dugan he's shown this year in the last couple of years especially since he's been at the Dragons that he, he, he plays he's learning to play tough he's learning to play um, when he does get a knock or, or something that he's learning to get up and get on with it um, I think Hop Whitey he's an origin player you know he's just he's, he's, a, he's on the wing he'll do everything he can I, I would have had him in front of Johnson I think because only because he's been there and done it he's tough um, He's a tough kid. Yeah, he's, he's a really tough kid. And, you know, the, the centres... Look, I, I think our back line will, will keep them in check. Yeah. Which is, which is basically what we're going to do. I don't know whether how many points we'll score as a back line, but hopefully it's it's maybe more than 12 or 16. But where I'm really excited as a New South Welshman is... is the bench. Once it hits the 20... Yeah, exactly. Once yeah. it hits the 20-minute mark and on come the four... You know, at least two of them in, in Fafita and Quema. Um... Anything could happen. Merrin would have tied, tied defence, couldn't get that arm going. and um, You know, Cordner as well can add something as well. So I had, I had they get distributed uh, as much time as they need. Are you a rap on Clemmer? Yeah, I am, mate. I am. I think um, he's very raw. Um, I think, you know, it's just his pure size and aggression is, is exactly what... Um, makes him what he is. He's, he's got to be refined in all the ways. He's got to, his lateral movements got to, got to pick up a bit. But I think he's only 22 or something, so that'll yeah. come. I, I sort of looked at it and thought, if it was up in Queensland or it was in Melbourne, I'd be filthy on the selection. But I think the track will suit him. Um, the conditions are going to suit him, so yeah, I'll, I'll reserve my opinion. But yeah, I think you know we pick, I think we picked Tim Grant. He's in a similar build and similar sort of player, and it didn't really work. But mm. we'll see. We'll see. He's younger. He's raw. You know. All I can say is I'm glad he's the one. I sort of thought. Mm. I'm glad they they put Jackson in. I'm, I'm very happy about that. I'm glad that Fafita, who originally in that leak side was said not to be in there, which would have been absolute insanity. Yeah. Um, he had to be there. Cordner, I'm not so big on off the Should bench. Though. I think Cordner has to start. I know people like going about Bo, Bo Scott's our hitman and this and that and the other. But well, to he's me, Pierce's, he's Pierce's bloody lead runner. Exactly. On so that that's runs. why they he's should have put that side and called together with all the Roosters players. So um, other than that, I, I kind of felt maybe I, I might have went Frizzell on the bench, but I can't really complain. They've put a few guys in camp: Moylan, James, Ad Trebojevic in this week. Uh, impersonating uh, yeah, Billy Slater, Brent Naden, and so, yeah, others in there as well. Uh, for me, I'm looking at us. I think what MJ said before. I broke it down to the four areas: backs, halves, forwards, and bench. I give the backs and the halves to Queensland. But on the flip side of that, I think we have the better forward pack, and I think we've got the better bench. We'll and, go deeper and, than that. The conditions suit us for the. Side they do, of the and that's what I'm saying. And so, history suits us at this ground. Yeah, so we I won think, six I think, of seven. Give us, give us a slight edge. Um, just based on the ground and the conditions. Um, and I think the game, as you said, it's toss for coin. Well, for them, I think uh, they have to dictate through the spine, and I'm not a big uh, rap on, like I said, the size of the forward pack. I think Matt Scott's the real driving force. I don't like Nate Miles playing in the front row. I don't think they get enough traction and go forward. You need to establish something in the middle to feed your edge players, which for them is Thayde and Guerra. Uh, you know Parker's going to work hard and push the offload, but again, on the bench, I still think we've got more coming off the bench. I thought they probably could have gone a bit bigger and a bit more mobile, but they, they chose not to, and they've gone the utility instead of the Well, he's got his own flavour, which is good. Mm. I don't mind that. Oh, I, I have nothing wrong with the loyalty. The I suppose, we, we haven't mentioned yet, and, and who is, he's probably been a little bit 
down on Plum of late, and he's our captain, uh, Robbie Farrer. Mm. Um, so yeah, much injuries did on, you, um, on his attack. Yesterday in the paper, they had some um, comparative stats between him and Cam Smith based on this year, and they were identical. They were identical. The stats. Well, Cam Smith hasn't said well on fire this yeah, year. Yeah, so I just I, I thought I, I thought as much as you, mate. I, I really did. I thought you know Farrah's not really standing out, but. Maybe maybe that's a tick in the box to the the Tigers coaching staff. The fact that he hasn't been the focal point, you know, maybe he'll maybe he'll get in and and we'll see yeah, the best second, of him. They're coming second last spot. They do. Yeah. If you've got to have a fact, like he's, I mean, I hear him play against the Cowboys, obviously, but you would have thought that some of the, the Brooks and um, Moses. Yeah, well, I, don't, I don't think I think they're the reason. They're, Moses and Brooks aren't, aren't setting the world on fire. I think you know. I think. That's that's the reason they sit where they are, not Robbie Farrell. Um, oh, but, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's a given. But, you know, I think there's some more there than probably, obviously, yeah, you wouldn't expect Manly to be where they are in the competition. And, and probably at the start of the year when we, we gave our tips for top eight and everything like that, Parramatta wouldn't have been a wooden spoon. But um, for the Tigers, the Tigers are the ones that, for me, I, I, I don't know. I just thought that they would have been, you know. A little bit higher. Nah, I didn't. I don't have them outside. Yeah, but I think also they've had a they've had a tough draw. They've played yeah. um, they've played a lot of the top sides and some of them twice. I think they played the dogs twice. Yeah, they've blown a couple of leads. They've had games yeah. that they've been well and truly in that South game. Their forwards held out and their, their backs just and halves like, gave them nothing. Getting back onto it, yeah. I, you know, when you were saying Robbie Farrell, I, I I thought exactly the same MG, and then I looked at that yesterday and I thought, okay, you know, maybe. Maybe he's not going as bad as what we all think, and you know he always steps up in Origin. He always plays his best footy in Origin. So, do you, but, uh, look, there is a saying that uh, stats can lie. Yeah. Um, and I think I was up in Queensland over the weekend. I was reading one of uh, Gordon Tallis's columns um, in the Courier Mail, and oh, basically yeah. he was he was saying as much that uh, sometimes stats, stats do lie. And I, I agree with Gordy in the yeah. fact that some players you watch, um, and I know if I was a coach. Sometimes you know exactly what players are doing by just by watching them, and it's a little half effort. It's, it's a little, you know, some players are stat players who basically are aware of what their stats are every time they play. Mm. Hence why they do a little bit of a flop here, or um, they get back in the line quicker so they can do another hit up. Or and sometimes it's not as effective as, as biding their time and making one of their runs just a blockbusting run or, or a massive hit. Um, Quality, not quantity. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's what happens a lot. You know, when we look at stats, like again, like Cameron Smith, you, I, if you said to me right now, off the top of my head, um, would Cameron Smith and Robbie Farrow be in the top five performing hookers in, in the competition this year? I'd say no. Mm. Um, there's, there's three or four off the top of my head I can think of that, are, that have played unbelievably well and then stand out. But you would have, but again, they're the, they're the first two blokes you would pick in your team to state of origin. Yeah. Um, you know, everyone was talking about Nathan Peets for New South Wales. He'll, his son will come, I think. Uh, was, you know, but Cameron Smith hasn't got any... You know, there's McCulloch, there's Friend, there's Seguiaro, um, who can all play for Queensland when he vacates to the position. Um, they've, got a, they've got a cluster of hookers who are just primed to go. Um, and three blokes I mentioned have all stood out as well this year. Even, even young blokes um, uh, like Granville up at... Uh, who went to the Cowboys, so... Um, it's the role of the hooker is one where basically starts everything. It's, it's you know he's he's worked out a dummy half and how quick he is, and if he sees uh, that he can make a little bit of a, a five minute dash when the markers aren't quite set, that just that sets up the whole set, and mm. uh, that's what I'm, I'm hoping that Robbie Farrell will do on Wednesday night. You've got Louis the stats man; he loves his stats. I, I'm more, 
Look, and quantitative stats is what we, we all look at, the, you know, things that add up. You don't really look at qualitative, and, and that's, you know, different bits and pieces. You, you and you a teacher? Highlights. Yeah, righto. Um, yeah. But, look, I think... I think the difference is, like, I haven't seen a better forward pack. Like, the New South Wales are selected in the last, you know, eight years. We, we haven't had a better forward pack than what we're going to put out there um, this week. So, you know, it's going to be a lot easier for Robbie Farrow to have an effect playing behind them. And I think this is going to be Cameron Smith's real test because he's playing behind a pack that, you know what, is ageing. They, they got rolled in the test match, um, and a lot of them were obviously the Queensland forwards. So, um, in, in, in conditions which he doesn't, doesn't overly suit their forward pack and, and his game. So, um, but he's he's obviously he's going to be an immortal. So uh, you know he's going to he'll step up to the plate. But it's oh, really mate, really interesting yeah, uh, matchup. I've been the last one to bag him. I'm just saying that on on you know on, on the way the status, status of the game, he's you know probably in the top three players week to week this year. Um, I suppose with the, the emergence of you know especially blokes like Blake Green around him who are. We've taken the pressure off. And I think their forward pack, their forward pack's just going a lot better. Yeah, Ford being a, been amazing yeah. for the storm this year, amazing. Yeah, being a Melbourne man, at Jesse Bromwich, you tell who Harris is, they've both stepped up significantly, and then you've obviously and got that's what I mean. like, Will I Chambers as well. Will Chambers right. is getting a lot of early ball now. He's not being dictated to that we have to run about, that structured play. If we're talking so. about qualitative, like if you're th- talking about like quality things that players do, if you look at the carries that Bromwich has or... You know the good things that happen at Melbourne. It all starts at nine, like you said. If you rolled it back, you, you always think yeah, if Jesse hard. Bromwich has a great run, you're thinking Jesse Bromwich. You're not thinking the fact that Cameron Smith just manipulated the markers and, and put him behind the ruck. Mm. Well, you know what I mean? You, you sort of got to roll it back and, and have a look at. Well, the two guys were the biggest role to play in the whole game. You would imagine uh, Nate Miles and, and uh, Matt Scott didn't yeah. two blokes have the world the, the weight of the world on their shoulders. Um, with both all the, forward, all the go forward, we'll have to start with them because they, they have picked an undersized pack. Um, they picked the pack mobile. Um, mm. I, I, you know, I would have picked Napper if I was them because he's he's a big big dude. Um, I still think you'll play him, Joe. Yeah, yeah. there, you get that feeling, don't you, that something might happen like that. Um, I just think it'd be it'd just be silly for him to play Morgan and hope that that you know fast footy and sideways footy is going to work. Like if I'm Laurie Daly, I'm saying that our boys. Mate, we're defending. We're going to compress up as much as we possibly can, and we're just going to belt them. And if they move the ball sideways, they're not going to be able to generate ruck speed, and we're just going to belt them when they do that as well. So yeah. I, I just think the conditions are going to suit us, hundred percent. Yeah, well, yeah, I do too. Especially the, for the side that we've picked. Pretty much everything you've both touched on, I'm hundred percent on. I think we have to be up tempo, big in the middle, jam right in, just absolutely ram it down their throat. Whereas on the flip side. They're going to have to hang in with us in the forwards. They're going to have to dictate game speed, keep it to their pace to suit the kind of side they've got. But I'm, um, no doubt, we're trying. I'm worried about us winning the twenty the twenty metre good ball. I'm worried about us winning the kicking game. That's no, what I'm think, worried about. I think, I've got no no problem in the fact that we can win the first eighty metres of the field. I just don't know. I, I don't know how our good ball attack's going to going to go. And I know that their good ball attack, their good ball attack is going to be good. So I think, and that's obviously where you score points. So yeah, I just hope that that eighty percent of the field we can transfer that into points on the board. Do you remember? I think was it not last year? I think the year before when we lost again, but we won that game one. And I was sitting there with you and everyone around us, obviously really, really excited. We'd probably overthink things a little bit too much. But we were really frustrated because we felt we were killing it, killing it, winning the yardage, winning the yardage, winning the yardage. But well, that's what's going to happen tomorrow. Kicks were awful. Oh, we didn't get repeat sets. We didn't get dropouts. We didn't get points. And then even when we trapped them inside their 20 or 30, 
the difference in the kicking Couldn't game transfer it, just yeah. absolutely killed us. Cooper Cronk still found grass, even off, you know, only making 20, 30 metres. Yeah. And then it eventually flipped after 15 minutes. We had no points. He put in some 65-metre torpedo land in the corner, and next thing you know, they scored a try. Yeah, that's right. So, and that's what I mean. I think I think we're, get, we're going to have clear advantages, but Queensland are just they'll batten down the hatches and wait for a chance. And mm. more often than not, when they get it, they'll take it. Um, whereas, you know, our conversion rate isn't, isn't going to be as strong as theirs because they're... Their team's built for good ball attack. Our mm-hmm. team's built for, you know, getting down that end, not necessarily posting a lot of points. So. Yeah. Well, boys, put the uh, Cahoos on the lines. Uh, who wins what bullet score and who gets the man of the match? Oh, well, I'm going to go New South Wales. Um, that's, you know, I'm, I'm going off, like I said, backs and halves, I give it to Queensland, but in New South Wales, heavy track. Uh, I think forwards and the bench, I think we've got too much in those two regards. Just hopefully the halves can steady the ship and we can grab a try or two. I reckon we can just ram it down their throat in the forwards. So New South Wales by four. Uh, I'm going to go Hoffman because in big games, generally doesn't mind getting a back row as try. I think so David... We'll 2016 to 12-8. Well, come on, mate. I want the Cahoonas there. I want to see I'm going to say... Uh, the score, 16-12. It's the New South Wales. Hoffman no, first okay. try. Dugan, Josh Dugan. Dugan, Dugan. Man of the match. Yeah. I want to go. The Blue, I think the Blues will win 18 10, and Pierce will be the man of the match. Okay, I'm going, uh, I'm going 14 12, New South Wales, and Aaron Woods for the man of the match. You'd want to be man of the match, otherwise, Lewis would be happy. <laughs> <laughs> you can quote me on that on this podcast. Mate, I love the bloke at club football, but you're exactly what you said before. He churns out 200 plus millions of tackles every week, but uh, in origin, I think he's only posted 100 metre game and much the same in his first game for yeah. Australia. Yeah, the change, brother. No, I think, yeah, change. this, 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 uh, this game is the one that. You know what you stick them stats? This yeah, is it. That's he, right. <laughs> mate, I'm just saying. He loves his stats, mate, I'm telling you. He's a stat but, man. But you've, not, you've, yeah, but you've both said it now. It's one thing to put. <laughs> it's one thing to put numbers up at club. You need to do it at football. Some blokes okay, are at yeah, football. Okay, we get it. We might have. We might have a uh, an emergency podcast that night if Aaron Woods has a stinker. No. Lewis will be on. Lewis will be on the blower to you. Turn your phone off. There'll be no. There'll be no emergency <laughs> podcast. Call me straight away. Call me straight. He'll be blasting you. I'll be on the TV. Hey MG, see Aaron Woods. What a shit game. He's that. <laughs> I'll be over the fence chasing after him. Where's your stats now? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll be there. Yeah, we'll be there. Look out for us, okay? All right. We that's might come and... The, uh, I'll be the one with Aaron Woods. We got. Oh, I think you, 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 I overheard something on Triple M. Yeah, you were doing a... What are you doing? We're doing a little bit of a... Yeah, if you go to the game, um, we're outside one of the gates doing a uh, two-hour or an hour and a half lead-up to the game, and then... Is Gordy Tallis going to be there? Yeah, Gordy will be there. Oh, stop it. I, I think you've got Gordy there somewhere, haven't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. MG, there you go, mate. <laughs> Just like, you know, all this negative talk about Queensland and Cameron Smith and these guys, yo, like, yo, man, just, they're talking about Hodjo and Gio, like, great players, like, you know, he'll just have some wheat picks on game day and have a couple of codrill cold and flu tablets and he'll be sweet as a nut, you know. It's, it's what time are you starting, MJ? What time are you starting there? 6, uh, 6 p.m. Oh, we'll be in the ground by then. Yeah, we'll be there. Lewis, Lewis would have sucked down four schooners by then. Oh, mate, four. A tray. That's it. Run, 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 you blues. Go, you blues. 100%, mate. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Love you. A big thanks, as always, goes to MG. And if you want to catch him on Twitter, his handle is at MarkMGGuyer. And obviously, you can catch him six to nine weekdays on 104.9 Triple M's The Grill Team. 
Uh, just going back to the State of Origin, Game 1, we have the odds from our sponsor, WilliamHill.com. New South Wales, $2.10 outsiders at home. Uh, Queensland, $1.75 favourites. The line is minus 2. I think 1-12 to 12 is always probably your best bet in these kind of games. $2.85 about New South Wales. $2.75 about Queensland. And the special on this game from William Hill. Com. If your team leads any time but ends up losing the match, you get your money back up to $100. So $100 maximum bet on New South Wales or Queensland. If they lead the game and end up losing, you'll get your money back up to $100 maximum thanks to WilliamHill.com. So if you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure it's with William Hill. Uh, and Brock will jump into the regular games from the weekend. Obviously, we're recording this early Due to state of origin, we're, we're both busy tomorrow. You've got training. I have a wedding rehearsal in the afternoon, so no chance to record the podcast then. But so uh, there's been three games so far. We've got Newcastle to come up tonight against the Broncos, a very depleted Broncos. But uh, the fast five, highlight, low light, best, worst. Any questions? What's your highlight so uh, far? Yesterday's game. It was a good game, wasn't it? Yeah, clearly. Started off uh, quite rowdily, 26-0. And they well, I didn't see all of it. I, I walked in, um, wins the leagues, and it's 26-0. To the dogs. Mm. Oh, holy snap and duck shit, what's going on here? And then, yeah, I got down, to, got to sit down and watch it, and uh, it was a cracker game. Yeah, a cracker game. It was even better to see Ricky Stewart kick a chair. <laughs> um, he turned around at one stage and wasn't watching the game. Love it. Yeah, he, he was, he was very, very animated. And he was happy after the game, apparently, at the press conference. Yeah, I wouldn't be happy of all, of all the like ones, 26 points like they did. Regardless of the comeback, I thought this one he's going to be absolutely filthy with. He wasn't happy when they won some of the other games by a decent margin, but he was happy with that one. Yeah, who knows? The start would have been filthy a bit, but uh, what about your low light? Uh, just the lack of games. Yeah. No games on. Well, mine was that. And, and just the dilution. I, yeah. you know, MG hates people whinging about it, but I hate it. Well, I know I've said, I've said it before that I'm pretty much everything. But it's not t- going to change. As everything you touched on, I, I agree with. I like seeing the kids and all that. But even this weekend got to me a little bit, especially that uh, Cowboys Tigers game. It was a stinker. I watched that and it really chewed me up inside. I was uh, not a big fan. I got home that night, unfortunately, after a mishap from the hospital at six a.m. Couldn't sleep. Put that game on. Thought, oh, I watched some footy. I haven't seen, barely seen any football this weekend. And after about twenty minutes, I was like, yeah, no. Nah. Yeah, you're asleep. It was just errors and penalties. And I finished it the next day. I wasn't too happy with it, but. What about the the best so far? Jason Tamalolo. Yeah? Yeah, easy. Big game. Uh, probably couldn't split it. I thought the dogs yesterday, very resilient, considering how many they were missing, and I went the halves. Reynolds and Mbaya. You obviously know I'm not Reynolds' biggest fan, but I thought he was Mbaya very good. Was, yeah, they were both good. Yeah, he was very good yesterday, and Mbaya was good, and probably Pritchard. Pritchard's Owen stood out for me. He's been, he's been good for me all year. Mm, he's been really good. And uh, starting especially yesterday, he was big, but uh, the worst was the Tigers, in particular... The spine, I expected more out of those three against the side, missing its halves, its two front rowers, and I uh, thought they should have got the job done there. I didn't have them in my at the start of the year, and a lot of people were big on them, but I, there's no way I can see them playing finals football. Who's that? The Tigers. Tigers yeah. They're not playing finals football. We'll see. I don't, um, I don't know if they can dig themselves, uh, you know. Mine's the Eels. They, I think their season ended on um, Friday night. They just, just two games in a row. They should have closed out. Uh, they There's a lot of things going on at Parramatta, and it just... Yeah, not much of it's good, unfortunately. Well, I suppose that, um, and we need him going well. Like, we do need him going well. It'd be, there'd be nothing better this weekend than, you know, obviously... Penrith and Parra. Uh, Penrith Parra, Friday night. It'd be nothing better than to have both of them going well. Like, Penrith aren't going great, but they've had a crap load of injuries and they're, what are they, five and five? Mm, they at least got a split um, record. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's an overachievement for the season they've had. Uh, but Parramatta, on the other hand, they just can't close games out. Yeah. Um, 
So, you know, I, I hope they turn up and, and put on a show at Penrith and it's not like it was last year. I think Parramatta were going okay this time last year and came out and got their, um, you know, tails smacked. I think it was 30-odd points or 36 points or something the Panthers put on them here last year. But um, it's always a, always a good game and I just hope the Eels um, show up and put in a good performance. Well, I suppose questions, that's more what I was going to hint at. Uh, the situation they're in, Right now, they've come out saying they're going to... Don't you think they're lucky to get away with what they got away I'm with? I'm more just blown away. And then the fact that they've said, no, we've done nothing wrong. No, they want to challenge it now, though. They're like, we're not we're not happy with and you. They, I could understand if they're challenging it because they're, they're saying, well, it was a previous administration. We didn't administer it. Oh, no, they've got an issue that the fact the NRL wants to come in, look at the books, tell them how to operate things. Well, that's that's the biggest admission of guilt I've ever heard. There was life. fans basically coming out in the weekend over radio, uh, from what I've listened back to today, saying we'd almost rather... Independence, because Parramatta are massively yeah. on obviously not wanting NRL to intervene. Not like they have it, uh, you know, the Newcastle situation or the Tigers or whatnot. Surely financially they're stable enough not to need somebody on their board. But that's not why they're going in. Four they're going years, in to show them how to manage. Pretty much the books, four years in a row, you've basically been absolutely horrible. Mm. You've stunk the comp up, and you're that far over the salary cap. It's just it's mind blowing. And then the weekend they were saying, "Oh, Brett Farmer would have played." but we're over our third parties. But then last year they got told that Junior Paulo can't play because mm. you're over, and they still played him. So well, I'm more surprised why it's taken so long for him to finally go, well, here you go, here's a fine, or let's come in and do something about it. Yeah. It's four years in a row. It's it's still a mess, though, isn't it? We've spoken about this a couple of weeks ago. The whole board situation, Ray Price wanting in, all these old blokes wanting in, everyone's trying to knife each other. The coach is supposed to under pressure. Uh, and his own little right there. You've got Daniel Anderson and him, supposedly, but there's a million things creeping around. And uh, I know the Kieran Foreign supposed clause, or he's had one while he's been at Manly this whole time. I know he's got thick skin, but this obviously can't be too good of a thing to be looking at. Well, if, if they want to get Foreign, they're going to keep Brad Arthur there. Look, it's 100%. And that's, that's probably my other question we flip on right now. Did you see Daly Cherry Evans over the weekend? And his yeah, I did, yeah. How does that make you feel? Oh, I didn't. After it didn't, um, didn't annoy me, it didn't surprise me. Oh, yeah. I just think a lot of people came out and defended him and said, you know, a lot of people were saying that, you know, he brings it on himself and he, he could easily put an end to the speculation. He well, he, he, he did nothing but throw petrol on the fire on the weekend. Yeah. Um, look, I, from, from watching the conversation, I thought, I, I think he's going to come. I don't, I don't see an issue with him. Um, reneging, but you know, there's a lot of people in the media who know more than us that are saying that they're, I think they're confident that he's going to renege. Mm. Uh, for I don't, I don't know. I just think it's it's ridiculous because the Titans feel as though they've secured a player. What then happens if he reneges at round 13 and the ship sailed on another half? So who do they buy? Well, at this and point, this is the other point. Like Manly would basically say the same thing to him, saying, "Well, we can't wait till round thirteen because everyone's going to be sewn up by." Well, them. they already have. They've basically been sitting there the whole time saying that well, that's what we're waiting. Well, I think for. they're in a different situation to us in the fact that, like, he's leaving them. So, you know, obviously they they'd be thinking, "Well, we, they're losing of course both. we want to get him here. They're losing well, we both want to as keep well. him. Yeah, I understand that. So that's probably their well, other thing. We've lost Caesar. Yeah, we've you've, you've LB, got LG We think we've got DCE. Okay, if DCE doesn't come, then who partners Elgie? Well, you're going to probably have to look at Sandow as a Queenslander well, that's or what I mean. James Rockets, Maloney. There's you're a... going from a, a, a superstar to a borderline first grader, mm. but they're which the... would, which I think would almost push the Titans to the brink of. But they're in, they're in a similar position. Collapse. They're going to lose probably two of the better or two of the the best young halves combination. 
they're holding on for the simple fact that they've got nobody right now, and if they can get well, one, that's, of them, that's what I mean. It's different for them. They're going to otherwise they're going to look at Carney. So they're looking would, at heaps of other players. And this is the, the issue I have is that the players have got all the power, the clubs don't. So could could the Gold Coast then should just go and buy another half just in case he uh, he reneges. Mm. And then say, well, sorry, he did sign, so we no longer want you. Because that's basically what the players are doing. I know the rule, and we've said this, I know the rule's there, and it's there to be exploited, but after what happened it's a rubbish rule. previously, and the few times I've kind of thought, I feel bad for him, I don't feel bad for him after what I saw on the weekend. No, if, I, I agree. If I, he's I to flip he now, that's, that's the game over for me. I'm, I wouldn't trust him, that's for sure. Because uh, there's, there's been plenty of time, there's been, oh, media's done this, you've gone my family... Blah, 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 and this, that, and all the other. But the weekend was kind of the final straw for me. We've seen different pictures, different well, personalities. Well, basically, he just said that, look, I, I, it's not round 13. Yeah, but he basically so hung it out there and said Technically, manly... I could... Yeah, but he's saying that that's the rules. Yeah. That they're the rules. So, and they are. Almost and to come right. and get me tender to Manly, and that's basically what everyone's I, I think. I think if he, if he hasn't made up his mind now, then he's kidding himself. But that's like he's had, he's this had how is a long? huge backhand. How long? I don't care if the rules are now. That's more my point. You're getting at. We are so close to round thirteen. That'd just be a massive insult if I'm the Gold Coast Titans. Yeah, look, I think he's. And after that, I think he's he, gone. If there's any more complaints after that from him about the media or this and that, that everyone's thinking, well, you've, 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 you've lived it on yourself. yourself. You have. Yeah. You should have made your decision much earlier. You've had so long now. Like when was that? A couple of weeks into the comp, that was done. It was round one. It was round one. Round really? one. Yeah, yeah. Remember that they had the conversation, him and Jeff Tibby had the conversation on the field against Parramatta. They got then in lapped. the dressing rooms. Then in the dressing rooms, he announces it. So he's had three months to settle on it. Basically, Supposedly yeah. bought a property out there. Now we're here and it's almost, uh, if you ma- match the money... He's going to stay. That's it. And I said, I'll tell you what made me kind of feel otherwise. I said to the old man, we watched for the last few weeks, is it just me or I've seen him and Brett Stewart high-five and he's been a lot better in games. Even though they haven't uh, won a whole lot, I think they've looked a whole lot more cohesive and yeah. he's been a lot more influential. They're so. high-fiving because they know he's going, maybe. I don't well, know. no, I mean, those two have been high-fiving. Yeah, I know that. They're supposed to have like a bit of a barrier maybe, here. Maybe he, Stuart's high-fiving him because he knows he's going. He's had his tail up, so I kind of said to him, I don't know about all this paper talk, but well, it, 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 almost, into it, it right? almost seems like he's comfortable here again. At the start yeah. of the year, he seemed like an outcast and like he didn't want to be there. I don't. I don't. I think he's going. I just think I kind of got the opposite feeling. I think he's going to flip. Yeah, I don't think he is. And the weekend, I I, even when they announced it, the weekend was flipping. Did, I didn't do many. I thought, well, I want to, I want to actually hear him say it. And he came out and said, "Well, nothing's." Well, if you remain your word to me, you bury it. He hasn't buried it, so I think something's going to. I don't think he did. Minute. I don't think. What do you want him to say? Well, he, all he but said was, "You know, look, we did say that." that the, but he said, "Even Manly, if, even still if, got right even, to yeah, no, but even if he said, if Manly came in right now, it's too late. I'm a man of my word." Round 13, it's been 12 weeks, all those things. You've got to take more into account. If, he, if anything goes wrong after yeah, this point, he brings yeah, it all like, a, like Aiden Caesar's done. It's three, he's done. Roger Stewart's done. 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 There's no this. Oh, last yeah, but it's minute. easy also for him to talk. It's easy to talk. Yeah, you just that, want to see the action. know if you said it. So, uh, realistically, know. for me, I, I don't really care what I read in the paper. I don't really care what they say. At round 13, when the deal is done, then the deal is done. Yeah, I'm, I'm old school. But you sign yeah, a contract, but the three or you four, stay, but for me, I don't. I really don't care. We're yeah, speculating. And, and what, what happens if he does up. go? We've speculated for 13 weeks about nothing. That's fine. If he sticks to his word, I'm, I'm fine for it. I think he will. But the fact he's popped up again on his own accord on TV for the third or fourth time, not put it to bed, almost hung it out there like, hey, if you match the offer, I'm going to stay. Mm. After all this, oh, the I, media, didn't, I didn't get that out of it. Media's attacked me. Media's gone after my family. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to have absolutely no sympathy 
after mm. three months when you've had a, that much time to make a decision. Yeah. I, maybe we were watching it through different lenses, but I, I, I didn't see it as that. But I, I did think he could have put and it. You might be right. I may be reading a little bit too into it. The last few games in particular, I think he's had his tail up, and I've been looking the complete opposite to the start there. Yeah, you're reacting looked, to media speculation. No, I'm, I'm not going off that. I watched him play the last few times, and I've felt uh, team environments I've been in. He looks again like a bloke that's keen as mustard to digging for Manly, whereas after the initial decision at the start of the year there, I thought, Christ, he just doesn't look like he wants to be there. So I, I may be reading into it. We're, we're well, going to find out. After but... what round was it they beat the Storm? He looked happy as Larry. Yeah, but that I mean, was round three. The the game, was. He was all round over two, it. Maybe. The week before that, he was all over it again. There's been a couple of games. Yeah, I, now. I think, yeah, week to week, players fluctuate. It's, yeah, I, to me, I don't see anything in it. Yeah, I think well, he'll go. And, and if he doesn't, then, you know, he deserves the hammering he's going to cop. Mm, no doubt about that. Uh, there's your fast five reviewing the games. Obviously, not a whole lot to talk about this week. But Friday, South Sydney fourteen twelve over the Parramatta Eels it was a grind of a game. Ordinary conditions. Eels seemed to be in the fight, particularly in the first half. Uh, I think they played the the conditions a little bit better after they settled into it. I know South's got that first try, but second half was basically all one way traffic. They had sixty five percent of possession. South Sydney, yeah, and um, Sutton and Keary. I thought they were really really good, particularly. Luke Keary, uh, Johnston, uh, I've been saying, you know, I'm probably not his biggest fan in the world. I, I thought he acquitted himself fairly well at fullback. He did, yeah. He did. Johnson. Johnston, yeah. Yeah, he was, he was all right. Touches, touches were good and got all the kicks, covered everything. Isaac Luke does so much much a better job than McKinnis, I'm sorry, Just at this not, point of time. Yeah, I'm not. Bringing the forwards out of the advantage line and working the ruck. The Burgesses definitely looked a lot more effective when Luke was on the field. Just not sold on Johnston. 100% yet. I'm not sold at, at, pro- at the pay packet that was been bandied around. Like, no. I don't think he's an elite player. Not, not at the Roosters. They thought that, that like, if Sheck was going, they're going to offer up something like 550 for Johnson. Yeah, ridiculous. I was just like, wow, you, that's, I'd be insulted if he's I got a lot Sheck. of development left in him. Yeah, there's plenty to learn. Um, Sandow's not a fullback. That's probably the one thing we took out of this game. Jesus. I know that we here now again. The second tier thing means we couldn't bring Farmer up and that he's part of our top 25, but you should have left Reese Robinson there. Put him in the halves. He, he's a half. He's not a fullback. And people knifing him going, oh, he's made two errors and did this and that. Is that the end of his career? I'm like, well, don't play him there in the first place. <laughs> Do yourself that much of a service. Do you really want me to go go on, on a rant? I'm, I'm not going on a rant. Mm. Well, none from seven. The conversions the last two weeks as well. That definitely doesn't help. Uh, a couple last week saying if he was in I reckon they, you could go down there and slot more than that. Mate, they are right, Peg. It's not yeah. too bad. The old kicker, but... Jesus. Uh, yeah, cap issues, challenging, challenging time. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market for the Parramatta Eels, but Battle of the West this week, hopefully that brings something out of them. Yeah. Something. And hopefully Sandow is, if he's in first grade, if this second tier thing is an issue and they have to pick from their top 25, he's playing halfback like he should be. Yeah. Uh, nothing to Luke Kelly. He's a steady footballer, but I don't think he's he's not first grade. Yeah, well, if, if that's what they're worried about, then put Norman at fullback because Norman has played fullback before mm. and put played Sandow Kelly and Sandow in halves. So you still no, got one steady influence and a bloke that's at least played, like you said. So. Jesus. <laughs> Ah, uh, the stress of it all. Mm. And uh, on the south side of things, well, they're going to be... self-inflicted stress. That's the thing. 
Hundred percent. So there's multiple issues, but yeah, as far as the on-field stuff, if you had to pick your normal from your top twenty-five, not your second tier, you put players where they belong. Yeah, that's just the basics of everything. But uh, Souths they have the Titans off the back of Origin. That's on Saturday, so they get a couple of day turnaround. I think GI in the centres. Not saying he doesn't get beaten up or he won't be in the thick of things, but playing in the centres, it's generally easier to back up. So we'd be expecting him to be playing on Saturday night against the Titans. Yeah, we'll see. Nate Miles on the. On the flip side, do you think he'll back up, most likely? Who knows? Depending on how he gets through that one. Who knows? Uh, on the Parramatta side of things, they've got Hopawade on the wing. He'll probably back up if he's healthy. He'll back up. They'll be playing Penrith, who are not origin affected at all. So, mm. good times. So the Saturday, this game, like we said, uh, I only saw this one when I got out of hospital. Thought it would be a good watch. Quite disappointed. The Tigers, zero. The Cowboys, eight. Um, they had their, their spine by Farrah, which is why I tipped them. Plenty of good young forwards, but in the end, they were just ordinary. They were impotent inside the 20. Uh, errors, penalties. Teddy made the most unlikely of errors, not what you really expect from him, and fell into Linux hands, and he gave that to Winnerstein. But um, you know what? I'll he was still, I think he was their best player. He was their best player, no doubt about it. I was going to say, he's, he's probably one of the only ones I can give a rap to. But I thought um, uh, Tim Simona was unreal. Yeah, he defended well. he's hurt again, though. How about that? Yeah. He's supposed to be off for six weeks. They got him back early, and now it looks like he might be out again, so... Uh, that's hurting big time. But you know what? The only thing I've got to take out of this game, eight in a row, and there's no way they should have won under the circumstances. Mm-hmm. That, oh, that's massive. And Paul Green summed it up himself. You don't care how you get those two points. And I have to put it out there, like we said before, getting top four is a necessity for them to win the comp, especially being on the road. But so that's, that's a win during That two points is almost bigger than any of the other wins they've had so far. It's almost worth four. Given the circumstances. Like, to lose both your halves, not just JT... Like, Morgan would have helped out big time. And both front Then lose both your front rowers, get Tamalolo back three weeks early, who could possibly get hurt. Dig in, not concede a point against the side that, but, you know, was missing Farrah, yeah, but had a whole spine and the rest of their side intact by one front row. Yeah. They, um, they had plenty of excuses to lose. Yeah, 100%. And they had Bolton out, they had a couple other blokes oh, that right. are still missing. And it's a so. club record, so good on them. Eight in a row. That, yeah, but pretty much what you touched on. To me, that right there, that, that's almost the top four spot sewed up with eight wins. You, we talk about 12... 14 will get you. 12 gets you into the twelve wins gets you into the finals. They've now got eight. So they only need four more to book a final spot. And then they're going to get that run home. I, I think they're almost just shooing for top four now. Yeah, 14, 15 will get you a top four spot. Mm. That, that's, 13, yeah. 12, 13 will get you in the eight. 14, 15, usually top four. Huge win. Lachlan Coote was the other one. Super impressed again. Lachlan Coote. Yeah, he, was, he was man of the match. Cooper, Lowe. There's so many good players. Even Granville. Granville's coming there doing a really good job. He plays well above his weight. But more importantly, he gets the ruck rolling regardless of who's there. So, huge win for them. They're going to play the Eagles uh, after Origin. That's also on the Saturday. Four players to back up. That's going to be tough for them. But Manly, obviously, if uh, Cherry Evans is out and four, and we, we won't see the lineups, obviously, because we're doing this on a Monday. So, we, we're not quite sure who's going to be lining up for them. But if they're without four and then Cherry Evans, uh, I couldn't put it past the Cowboys again Yeah, to, to pull, pull one from the fire, depending on who backs up. But Tigers, they get a buy. Probably not a bad thing. For them, off the back of that loss, give their origin players a rest. They need to sit down and have a pretty hard look at themselves at this point in time because mm. they're, they're right on the fringe of things if they want to make the eight right now. They're going to need to put together a bit of a run. Uh, Sunday, this was the game of the round. Un- we obviously don't know what's going to happen tonight between the Knights and the Broncos, but the Bulldogs 41-34 to against Canberra. 26-0 after 20 minutes. It just looked like Canberra had fallen asleep. Everyone on the Channel 9 team said, watch out for the dogs. They're going to be fired up. They certainly were. Mm. Reynolds got a double and Bly was in there early. Uh, Pritchard, that was an absolute carve-up. And uh, before you know it, there was just a late snap by the Raiders. Jordan Rapana goes off injured. Wonga goes to fullback and sparked them up. He grabbed the try. 
set one up, and then obviously Croker with that miss kick that landed right in front of Fensum. Before you know it, 26-16 at half-time, we've got a shootout on our hands. Yeah, it was a game in played in patches, wasn't it? Just fluctuated, the momentum fluctuated. Uh, it was good to watch, good viewing. Oh, great viewing. And then second half, it literally went try for try. Wouldn't have been good to be coaching or playing. Oh, no. Nah. Especially sure, when Ricky you, Stewart got it up kicked and... that chair for a 40-20 and always kicked it in the front row of the crowd. That was excellent. That was <laughs> quite funny to watch. But 34-all. Um, Canberra had all the running, really. That, that was theirs to win at the end of the game there. They, they made it so much harder for themselves and they should have never been in that position. But at the end there... I had a, uh, a discussion with a mate at school today. He lost a lot of money on the game. Um, look... He was saying that uh, he would have rather uh, Jared Croker miss that kick so they'd actually try and score. Yeah. And I was like, you're probably right, because they then played for a field goal. They didn't play to score. Yeah. And, and they were, their momentum and the way they were playing was... Um, they should have gone... Just, just to keep playing. Should have just gone for the, the way job. They, they, they had them busted. Yeah. It's funny, how, it's funny how the scoreboard sometimes affects your mentality. And that moment kind of... the end of a game. That moment kind of hurt as well, where Hodgson kicked one early on the seven-tackle set... Gave everyone a break. The clock stopped, and then the Bulldogs found themselves just inside territory there. And that field goal, you, you, that was a cracker field goal. Just, oh, it was a great field goal. And then that last moment again, Pritchard, that could have gone either way. That, well, that, that I, kick. When we were watching, I was sort of watching the end of it. I thought, hang on, t- uh, the clock's going to stop. There's 40 seconds to go. I thought, I reckon this might end up a draw because mm. I, I figured they're going to go short. If they get the ball, they're going to get a shot. They'll get take two in and then get a crack at it. Yeah. Um, well, obviously, it went the other way. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's the game there anyway. You get who cares if you win by lose by one or lose by seven? It doesn't matter. Mm. Well, I like that kickoff. I know I ended up going the other way for four points, but Soliola, I think it was, was. I didn't know. I would have put it in the air. Put it in the air. Get your tall blokes under it. If he hit that on the run, he was gone. I know. It was, it's. It, it, we say yeah, it's a game of inches timing. and centimeters and little moments, but that that almost went the other way. I know Pritchard got it off and they put it to bed, but. How about some punter out there? I heard he picked the exact margin of two games. He picked the Cowboys to win by eight, and he picked the Bulldogs to win by seven of all margins. The value was $2,621 out of 100 on. He made $262,000 yesterday. Good on him. Picking the exact... Who picked seven points? Well, there was a lot of narcs on... I, I did see it. There was a lot, a lot of narcs on Facebook. Everyone was hating to him. That's, Mate, what a roll of the Take dice. a bow. Massively. Take a bow. You want to chip a thousand over here, brother. Uh, if you're for if it. you're ballsy enough to take a team missing six players to win by seven at one hundred and one dollars into a side that's missing four players, yeah. uh, that's a good weekend, mate. If he uh, wants me to sit there and tell him how good of a good he is for an hour, I'm happy to take a thousand. Whoever you are, if you're out there, give us a call. Give us a buzz. <laughs> give us a buzz. But uh, I, I really did enjoy that game, and I thought that that, that kind of hurt Canberra. I thought they were in a period here where they would have had an opportunity to build nicely, pick up some points. Kind of sat down and looked at a few of those teams that are not affected, especially them and Penrith, and thought, right now, they'd probably get four of six in this period with the teams they're playing. They get the Cowboys and the Broncos after Origin, so they should be, you know, a little bit fatigued. I thought, bar the Warriors in this little run here, they had a really good draw, but now they've dropped one of the ones I thought they were going to win. So yeah. um, I looked and thought they might finish up with that's 14. That's always the way. Like, you think, oh, they, they won't beat South, they beat South. You mm. think, well, they'll beat the Dogs for sure. Six lose. players down, that's they lose. Yeah. Yeah. But I was looking, thinking 14 wins, they'd be in the finals, but they've already dropped one of the ones that, uh, you know, should have been really much yeah, somewhat no, of a gimmick. That's so. why the uh, comp is so interesting right down to the last week. It's been brilliant this year in particular, how mm. compressed and how many results have flipped. Like, I'm glad I can't gamble. I've tipped. Because I would have won. I, I'd be... I've tipped, I've tipped none. I've tipped none this weekend. Yeah, I, I yeah, went yeah. para for the upset. I thought that. Who'd you tip tonight? 
Oh, I tip Newcastle yeah, again tonight. Flip of a coin. Now Dale Copley's pulled out. If they cannot beat Brisbane minus seven players, that should be in their starting side. Newcastle has some serious issues because mm. uh, the Broncos are, are massively depleted. But in a round like this, with those kind of changes, you you just think you know straight away. I was like six players missing from the Dogs. Canberra none should be a gimme. Wrong. Tigers got their whole spine intact. Uh, you know, Cowboys missing international front rowers. Gun pair of halves. Wrong. Friday night. I know that. You know, CS probably were still favoured. They had most of their players by GI. They thought Parra are desperate here. They're coming off a harsh week. They've usually got their number. Sandow comes back in, usually has a cracker against CS. Wrong again. Mm. So, short round should be the easier one. I'm none from three. Yeah. Tops. I've got, a, I've got a punting or gambling story from three people this weekend on all three games. It just makes, it sit just makes you feel better about yourself. Yeah. Can't gamble. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you, the NRL. You lucky bastard. Well, we've got the uh, Origin preview done there, obviously, with MG. We've given you the Fast Five, the reviews of the games that have been on. I'm going to have Mr. Gossip on later tonight. Hopefully, if I can get him after the Newcastle Broncos game, we'll have a quick review of that one. If not, we'll do Origin and our tips to take over, coming up for round 12. But for now... We'll Just fast forward through that section, guys. Just fast forward through, through Mr. Gossip's Gossip. review. Yeah, well, Mr. Gossip is on next. Now, it's time for your weekly dose of goss from Mr. Gossip. Well, it's been, as we said before, a bit of a slow weekend. Not as many games and uh, a bit of a diluted product, but we are very, very close to origin. And I'm joined now by Mr. Gossip. How are you doing, buddy? Good, mate. Very excited about origin, but wow. Jeez, we've seen some bludgy games this weekend, but... Um, we see it every year through this period, but um, yeah, looking forward to some decent footy on Wednesday night. That's for sure. Oh, mate, looking forward to a big time. We obviously spoke uh, last week about the lineups, uh, what we thought, and everything there. But just before we get into things, any keys for you here? I think uh, we spoke earlier on uh, from my perspective. New South Wales, the backs and the halves, I think, are adequate. But I think Queensland have got us covered there. But on the flip side of that. The game's one of the forwards. I think we have the better forward back and the better bench. So it's you know it's a bit of a bit of a, a flip here. I think if New South Wales play up tempo, control the game through the middle in particular, and are really really aggressive, I think we can grind New uh, Queensland out of it. But I think if we let them dictate the game and play at their pace, seeing as uh, they are a bit of an older side, but they're built well through the spine, I think they might be able to take us apart if we let them dictate the pace of the game. Yeah, look, game one's traditionally a, a tight affair. Um, usually the, the side with the better bench wins. And, um, yeah, New South Wales definitely, in my opinion anyway, yeah. um, have the better bench and um, also a home ground advantage. So, look, uh, although I tell you what, I mean, if New South Wales don't win that first game... Yeah, we're up against it. has been said before, but um, I, I, you've got to worry that as a New South Welshman, um, where, where's the win going to come from sort of thing? It's to, to win... They have to win, obviously, two in a row, of course. One another one in Brisbane, which would be... Well, very you, tough, so. You know one thing, they'll grow a leg if it's a decider in Queensland. We don't need that. And uh, number two, especially being a Melbourne fan and spending a lot of time down there going to watch Melbourne, that's basically a home game for them compared to New South Wales. We, are, we have that bit of a bitter rivalry, New South Wales and Melbourne, about who's the better state. We have the better this, we have the better that. Uh, Queensland, on the other hand, probably a stronger tie to them, especially Melbourne. Melbourne's had so many Queenslanders, uh, especially over the past 10 years, such a strong link there, so... Uh, yeah, I think if we lose game one, I'm with you. It's, it's game over. It's do or die game one for us. 
say New South Wales had it relatively easy last year. We had, we had two games in Sydney. Obviously, this year we've only got the one. But look, if New South Wales can do it, I mean, you're, you've got to put up a statue of Laurie Daly straight away. Back to back. Back to back. Back to back. He'd love that, Loz. Oh. That's a, a big nose. Oh, mate. It, it'd take a fair bit of work, whoever that artist is. But uh, you, you're not wrong. It was, it was at that point in time where we won three and everyone said, Origin's dead. Little did you know that after that we would lose eight in a row. What a, what yeah. a, what a streak. So, yeah, winning back to back now after the, the punishment we've copped, mate, that, there'd have to be consideration for something of Laurie Daly and the chilling. Yeah. Uh, there'd be a bit of shade too they could go life size or uh, blow it up a little bit there'd be a nice shelter to hunker under that nose but uh, off origin mate uh, I think there's a fair bit cooking today you've sent a couple of messages there earlier got everyone excited I wish Brock was here for this because I'm quite jacked up right now but lots going on Uh, yeah there's a few things um, happening around at the moment usually a a quiet time of year for gossip around origin time because managers everyone's fixated on, on I guess the biggest game of the year but look We'll start um, at a Penrith way, and um, there's some reports that um, Ivan Cleary and Gus will finish um, up their careers at Penrith this year. Um, only a rumour. I um, know Gus has come out this afternoon, I think, in one of the local Penrith papers, the Western Weekender, and has said that that's not the case. However, I can tell you that Ivan Cleary was spotted um, at Manly, um, in a, well, not outside Manly, I should say, in the coffee shop discussing... Um, I don't know, beer and Skittles, whatever he was discussing. I don't think it was, um, you know, uh, a light-hearted discussion. Mm. Um, but look, to, to have Ivan discussing, uh, you know, terms with, with, with Manly, he's got to worry Penrith fans. But um, look, also to that, um, rumours that Trent Barrett would obviously step into Ivan's shoes. And also Tim Sheens um, has also been mentioned. But look, again, all rumours, denied by Gus, but... Um, geez, where the smoke this fire. You're 100% right, and I think we've, we've had this conversation more off-air uh, the last couple of weeks about bits and pieces, and I think, like I said earlier, I think almost six weeks, maybe eight weeks ago now, Brent Reid on Triple M pulled this story out, and they almost laughed at him. And then they said if this was to be true, that'd be one of the greatest, uh, greatest gets of all time because it come off the back of Gould talking up Trent Barrett under the assumption that all of a sudden they were talking that Ivan Cleary, obviously born in Manly, started at the club there, was being headhunted and that there'd be the knock-on effect, that he was talking up Barrett, he might move on, Barrett take that job and uh, yeah, at the time I kind of thought, wow, he's really, really, really throwing one in the dark, but um, yeah, you're not wrong, when there's smoke, there's fire and there seems to be gaining a little bit more momentum and uh, now that you've brought it up again, i I'm not saying I'm completely over the line yet, but, yeah, you're not wrong. If you have a meetings and there's little bits and pieces going in the background, who knows? Yeah, well, he was, you know, he was spotted with Manly officials, as I said, having a coffee. Um, what you take from that, you know, who knows? Um, but for it to force Gus Gould and um, Ivan Clear to come out today and deny it mm. is, I don't know, sometimes that's got more merit to it than I'm actually denying it. So, look, Yeah, it would be massive even in the scheme of uh, Penrith. Like, uh, I don't think a lot of people know that the background of the rebuild, obviously Ivan, a massive part, Gus Gould at ground level and a, and a bloke 
who's now moved on, Matt Cameron, who is at the Tigers right now. They are three really, really integral parts to how this rebuild has happened. You'd be very interested to see within 12 months if all three of those guys moved out uh, as to where the direction of the club continued on the strong path afterwards or, you know, whether things started to teeter a bit. So, yeah, if that was to happen, that, that would be pretty massive. Yeah, absolutely. All right, moving on, uh, mate, Kevin Locke. Um, we've mentioned him on this podcast the past two seasons now. That What a waste of talent. Um, look, he's, he's on the nose at Telford at the moment. Um, I know that his manager was speaking with the Roosters, but Locke's asking for way too much money, which he always does. There are some rumours of Scottish rugby and a few things. Look, the kid's only 26 years old, so he's got another, God, five, six years left in him. Um, I would like to see him back in the NRL, but he's really got to deflate his ego if he wants to come back in the NRL, um, work hard, because um, he's definitely not going to get the money that he's getting at the moment uh, with Salford. Yeah, and especially when you're getting slammed in the Super League by, you know, your own boss, Marvin Kukash, and... Um, you know, his football hasn't been that great over there. If you can't get a run at your own club and the president's hacking, you're not coming back to the NRL in particular with a powerhouse like the Roosters and demanding what money you want. Um, if, you, if he was coming back here, you're 100% right. Hell of a talent, but it wouldn't be on his terms. It'd be on the Roosters' terms. And uh, what better place to resurrect if he got the ego in check, maybe signed a 12-month contract and ripped in, he might be able to do a Blake Ferguson or a 360 like a Todd Carney or any of those blokes. We've seen players turn themselves around and, what an environment to come back to. Uh, you'd have a gun forward packs, a good back line to work with, and massive forwards, some comrades as well, Sean Kenny Dow, obviously Jad Ray Hargrove, Sam Owl, some Kiwi boys. So, um, yeah, if he's willing to take a haircut and come back, I don't think it's bad for either either side as long as the money's right. Uh, that's right. Well, we've lost plenty of young players over the years due to massive egos. He looks like he's going to be one of them unless maybe he gets a new manager or, or something different happens there. But, um, look, moving on to probably the biggest story we've had all year and that's Daly Cherry Evans uh, quite honestly getting a bit sick of it now yeah um, I wish he'd just you know take the dummy out of his mouth and make a bloody decision for everyone involved mm. um, but look it looks as though um, Manly are now the favourites um, he did sign with the Titans for 1.4 million um, and then did sort of say off the cuff oh look if, you know, if Manly can match it I'll stay there it looks like they've done that now they've matched it so I wouldn't at all be surprised to hear an announcement, um, hopefully this week, that he will stay at Manly. I don't really care where, where he's going, just announce it so we can all move on with our lives. And on top of that, he's handcuffed other players' futures as well, because Manly's yeah. pulled up stumps, the Gold Coast uh, are thinking he's coming. Like, there, there's a massive knock-on effect here for a lot of other players and managers. And um, To be honest, I, I've almost lost all self-respect. I don't care about the whole, the media's after my family. and the I know the rule's there. And they, they can use it however they want and all that. But he's had more than enough time. He's signed all the way back at the start of the year. He's almost had 10 weeks. If you don't know where you're going by now, you can't announce that publicly. Number one, you know, that pisses me off. But number two, this is origin time right now. And I feel like him on the weekend again, coming out, taking a bit of limelight away from it. I'm, I'm really over Daily Cherry Evans. As a footballer, absolutely outstanding. I'll, I'll always, you know, commend blokes on, on their football on this show and, in all aspects, but as far as the person of Daly Cherry Evans and this humble character and all these other things you hear, um, yeah, if he was to backflip now after all the time he's had, I wouldn't think too much of Daly Cherry Evans, I must say. Yeah, that's right. Let's just say if he has a, um, God forbid it doesn't happen, but if he has a season-ending uh, injury sort of this year or next year, um, in five years' time, how will we look back on Daly Cherry Evans? 
will we look back at him just for a complete, you know, tosser and a backflipper? So um, people yeah. don't forget. I hate, like I said, I hate that rule. I know it's there, and you know that's. They're well within their right to do so, but I think in particular this case, unlike other ones where it's just been a straight flip, uh, Papali's manager, when that happened, they signed and then bang, all of a sudden they had the counteroffer, they were straight out of Parramatta. You know, it wasn't dragged out in the media, he hasn't ducked, dipped and dived and dodged and been up and down four or five times and kind of toyed with everything. It's Yeah, you should have put it to bed by now. You've signed that contract that long ago. If you haven't made a decision by now, something's wrong. Yeah, let's just keep our fingers crossed. Something happened this week. All right, mate, last one for tonight, and that's Daniel Vito, um, obviously now playing at the Broncos. Um, I know the Bulldogs are very interested um, in signing Daniel. Um, look, he'd, he'd fit in pretty well with their, with their model at the moment with, with, with big players. No, um, no doubt about that. Why have a look uh, today at the Daniel Vito's stats? And he seems to be around for a long, long time, but he's only 25 years old, so... Um, it could be a good pickup by the Bulldogs. Maybe it was in my under-20s team, for Christ's sake. I'm 24th, so um, <laughs> that, that lets you know it makes me feel old. I, I've been out for five years, but he debuted the year after the grand final year, 2009. So um, he's been playing first grade for a hell of a long time now. He obviously had the, the stint at the Dragons after he got let go from Canberra. Now he's at Brisbane, so uh, a couple of clubs, a bit of up and down in that regard, but on his day, can be an absolute beast of a football, especially in yardage. He's He's a monster in yardage. He's got some errors in his game, but um, if they're looking for a bit of out, outside back depth, and you know, we all know that Uncle Wayne's not his biggest fan, uh, going to the land of the Giants, he's certainly going to fit in. Yeah, I look at him sort of almost in the in the mould of Kristen uh, Inu, who was a um, on his day was yeah. a huge talent. Um, Enigmatic though. A goose. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, um, but that, then he turned him around. At least for that for that year, that made the, premier, the the grand final the Bulldogs. So I reckon he could do the same with Daniel Vito. Mm, and Vito kind of has a similar pattern since he moved clubs. Uh, like you know, it seemed to be first year very very good, and then flatten out the second year. So yeah, uh, you never know. Des might be able to milk the best out of him, but yeah, he'd certainly fit in with Land of the Giants. Him and Curtis Rohn are two of the biggest wingies you've ever seen. Huge, absolutely huge. All right, mates. Um, tips this week. As we know, we're recording this on a Monday for everybody out there, so you can't be too filthy on us. Uh, Newcastle, the Brisbane game, that's currently going on as we speak. So we don't know the results yet, but uh, you've got one right, I'm none. And if Newcastle lose, I've got zero from four. Well, as we're doing this podcast, I'm also got an eye on the game, which is mine might be sort of fumbling and stumbling around. Ah, it's all good. <laughs> podcast, but looks like the, the, the Broncos have got the start up with five to go, so Wow. Give this one to the Broncos. None from four. What about that? <laughs> Origin affected. It was supposed to be a gimme and I got none. Wow. <laughs> I uh, I think I might have to go have a dead old bath and clean myself. I just feel wrong. So, so wrong. <laughs> Mate, I'll tell you the unfortunate thing. We're going to have to have a, a crack at the round 12 tips without any lineups. That's... Uh, that's a bit awkward, but I'm, I'm going to start off with the most important one, obviously. That's the origin. Wednesday night, you're obviously going New South Wales, surely. Uh, yeah, because if they don't win this first game... Um, We're screwed. Be, yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, let's hope they win it. Keep some interest in the series. Mate, we're both on New South Wales, but uh, just for a bit of a novelty act, we'll go in what we've predicted. MG... 
picked them to win 14-12, New South Wales, with Aaron Woods, man of the match. Uh, I went 16-12, New South Wales, Dugan as my man of the match, and Brock, uh, he went 18-10, and I forgot his man of the match because I really wasn't paying attention, so... <laughs> <laughs> And now it's just come back to me. Brock said Pierce, so he thinks Pierce. Pierce off. Yep. Pierce off, Jack Gibbs on. <laughs> yeah, I think he's. What did you say to me, Nuggle? <laughs> so, yeah, uh, he's, on, he's on the Pierce wagon there. Uh, I'll give a plug quickly for WilliamHill.com, our sponsor for the odds for the New South Wales versus Queensland fixture for State of Origin 1. New South Wales, they're outsiders at home, $2.10. The Queenslanders, their favourites, $1.75, minus 2 is the line there, and 1-12, to 12, this is your market for this game, surely. 1-12 to 12 for the Blues gives you $2.85, 1-12 to for the Maroons, $2.75, and there's a money-back special from William Hill. If your team, either the Blues, if you back them, or Queensland, lead the game at any stage, but end up losing, you get money back up to $100. So a maximum bet of $100, and if either of those teams leads, you get your money back. But as far as the round 12... Tips go, mate. There's no odds posted up yet, and there's no lineup, so we're going to just have to have a stab in the dark. Friday night, your Penny Panthers against the Parramatta Seals at Pepper Stadium. Uh, there's no, no nothing that could make me back Parramatta at this point in time. So, Penrith. Yeah, I've got to go Penrith. I'm um, also hearing that Mansour and uh, Wallace will be back. I think Dean Barre is still, still a few weeks away, and he's hammy still a bit tight. So, um, yeah, got to go to the Panthers. Um, always a good game, local derby. You should get a good crowd out there. So, um, looking forward to that one. Mate, I'll be attending that. That'll be my first Panthers game in God knows how long. So, no! going out to Penny Park to see the Battle of the West. But Saturday, we've got Seabus Stadium. It's the Titans versus the Rabbitohs. Uh, Titans, it's only Nate Miles, I suppose, backing up for this one. Still that Greg Bird. Bit up and down after, after being red hot. For a couple of weeks there. The Rabbitohs, it's only going to be GI backing up. I think he'll be pretty good, especially if he's out there in the centre. Shouldn't be too battered and bruised. Uh, I want to tip the Titans at home, but I just can't trust them. I'm, I'm going to back Seahs to start getting a couple of wins together, so I'm going to go the Bunnies. Yeah, it depends what Titans side turns up. They're either going to stay into a grind or get absolutely smashed. So, <laughs> <laughs> here's the way the Titans usually go. So, um, yeah. Yeah, and like I said, this is more just having a stab as well, going off the sides and who's going to be available in form. But yeah, when in doubt, you always go with the powerhouses. But Saturday again, we got the Raiders, who definitely should have got a W yesterday. I can't believe they blew that one. Um, they're at home, unaffected by Origin. They're versus the Broncos, who, as you said, it looks like they're digging in tonight and going to get a win. They're going to have six players who are going to have to back up. Um, Purely on the fact that I think in years past they've struggled down in Canberra in uh, you know those conditions and they've got six players coming off Origin. I'm going to give Canberra a second chance, but I really don't want to. Yeah, look, I'm going to tip the Raiders as well. Um, as you said, you know, a lot of uh, Origin players have gone up back up, but not only that, the Broncos obviously playing Monday night football, so it's a short turnaround as well. So there are a lot of, lot of sore players uh, backing up. So, yeah, I'm going to go the Raiders at home. They, they weren't very good against the Bulldogs, I must say. Um, they were sort of left shell shock after 20 minutes. If they start, if they can start better, um, 
It really seemed as though they just walked out there and thought it was going to happen for them. Because when they were down 26 nil, it was almost like, is this really happening? Like, we're playing a side minus, uh, you know, four Origin players plus James Graham plus Chase Stanley. They were almost shocked that they were down 26 nil. But, um, you know, they, they, just, they just left it too late. Pretty much. Saturday again, we've got the Cowboys versus the Manly Seagulls. Uh, wow. Short turnaround again for the Cowboys. Uh, both their front rowers, both their halves coming off the back of this game. Manly, we don't know either. We've, I'm pretty sure Foreign and Cherry Evans are going to be missing. So uh, on that alone, it, it's pretty hard to tip this game without knowing the lineups on a Monday. But I'm going to have to go to the Cowboys. Yeah, I'm going to go to the Cowboys as well, um, being at home. Said hard not knowing the lineups, but if both halves are out, even if they've got backups from Origin, you think they'll have enough control there. Uh, the old Cowboys and very impressive win on the weekend, considering the circumstances. But Sunday, you got the Warriors at home to the Newcastle Knights. I don't even need to think about this one. I'm going the Warriors. Yeah, I just finished watching the, the Broncos <laughs> the Knights game Monday night. Yeah, the Knights just <laughs> they were terrible. They really were. What, um, what was the final score in that game, mate? Eh? Uh, final. Mate, that's, that's absolutely mind-blowing. So, yeah, I think going over there, even if there is Hoffman uh, playing and Lilliman, they've still got plenty of gun players. Obviously, the New Zealand boys in there at home. So uh, I'll, I'll be happy to back the Warriors over there against the Knights. Yeah, they've got a good record through Origin period too, uh, the Warriors. I think they've got the best record, actually, over the past three or four years through Origin. So. Yeah, I think I saw a chart last week. They were first out of 12 games during Origin periods during 13 and 14. They're 10 from 12, so... Uh, yeah, there you go. This is the time when they make their hay. But Sunday again, Jubilee. It's the St. George Illawarra Dragons versus the Sharkies. Uh, you got Dugan, Marin backing up on the Shark side of things. Lewis, obviously, not getting selected for this game. Uh, Gallon, obviously, still going to be out, is he? I'm pretty sure. We're going to miss him yeah, for a so. couple more weeks. So um, this one's a bit of a toss of the coin for me. They, they usually stick into each other when it comes to this fixture. Um oh. I don't know. I, 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 something makes me want to back the Sharks, but they're a bit the same. They've been a bit up and down, so I'm going to back the Dragons purely off their defensive record. Yeah, I love the D. I love their D, the Dragons. So, um, yeah, I, I've got to go to the Dragons. Um, Sharks, for me, it's a little bit too inconsistent this year. Um, but they tend to stay in the grind, but a few unhappy players there, like Michael Gordon and things like that, I think, disrupting camp. So, yeah. I'm going to go to the Dragons. Yeah, very much so. And we wrap things up Monday night. What a disappointment. This game has to be played again during the origin period. It's the Roosters versus the Melbourne Storm at Allianz. Uh, the Chookies obviously got a couple of representatives. you got Tupo, Pierce, Aiden Guerra, uh, Jenna, uh, Jenko. There, there's five there, Cordner, I think. I think five total. And then you got Melbourne, much the same mould. Uh, you got the big three, Will Chambers. They've got four players playing, so... 
Um, I, I wish they'd do a better job of the scheduling some of these games around Origin and what times they play. These two should be playing at the start of the year and at the end of the year, not during the Origin period. But uh, this one's really, really hard to tip. But I can never tip Melbourne off an Origin game, and especially on the road, I'm going to have to back the Roosters. Yeah, look, it's hard, hard to pick, as you said, because you can't see the lineups. But um, if you're going to go off, just forget everything and just go on what club has probably been better this year, you'd have to go off. I want to, but yeah, I think the other thing, I, I don't know whether we've accumulated enough points for Bellamy maybe uh, to rest them, and I, I, haven't, I didn't look ahead to see what the draw was for round 13 and what the turnaround is to see whether he might uh, do so. We've definitely become less reliant on the big three this year. Blake Green's been good. Um, our, our halves in the Queensland Cup have been playing well. you got Bromwich, Harris, Proctor. We've got some good players there, but... Uh, the Chucky is still fairly loaded. They've got a lot of Kiwi boys that aren't affected by it. James Maloney, Jake Friend. So I think I'm going to lean towards their favour. We're both heavily represented, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to back them on the Monday night. Yeah, and I'm enjoying Bellamy's new nickname, Martina. I love it. Martina. He don't, it, it, there's a striking resemblance. It actually quite scares me sometimes. Oh, I love it. I, it well, I wonder what he thinks of it. I'd love to hear what he thinks of it. Oh, I'd love to hear what he thinks of it. Has to say as well, I think that'd be a very interesting conversation, especially if you called him that in an interview to see what kind of reaction you'd get. Oh, it's just one of those things that just, I just lose it. I think it's hilarious. Oh, it's tops. Bulldogs, they've got the buyer, so do the Tigers. Uh, good win for the Bulldogs to head into the buyer with. And uh, obviously on the Tigers side of things, they probably need to have a bit of a week off and evaluate where they're at because uh, they're, they're, they're not looking like a team right now that's going to be pushing the eight after looking so promising again at the start of the year. But Gossip, mate. We've had an absolute stab in the dark. No lineups Monday. We don't know what's going to happen with Origin. We've got no idea how this is going to play out. So uh, a bit of a strange situation from us there. But most importantly, we've got a clean sweep. Yourself, Brock, MG, we're all on New South Wales, all similar margins of six to four points. We have to win game one. New South Wales fans out there, all I've got to say, regardless of whether you're not happy uh, with certain selections or players in more positions, Get behind the boys. Get on Twitter, Facebook, anything you do. If you go into the game, make sure you wrap yourself in blue. Positive attitude. We've got to get behind our side, and uh, we want we want to get two in a row. We've had to suffer for eight years. We finally got the shield back. We want to go back to back. So get behind the boys this Wednesday night. Yeah, well said, mate. Go the blues. No doubt about it, mate. Enjoy your week. Hopefully uh, we get a win on Wednesday, and then hopefully backed up on Friday. I'll, I'll have to give you a call. I'm having a beer at Penny Panther Park. No worries, mate. Have a good one. And a big thanks, as always, goes to Mr. Gossip. If you want to catch up with him on Twitter, his handle is at NRL Gossip or on Facebook. Just head up to the search bar, type in NRL Gossip. Those odds for the New South Wales versus Queensland State of Origin Game 1 brought to you by WilliamHill.com. If you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure it's with WilliamHill.com. Those odds, again, New South Wales, $2.10. Queensland, $1.75 favourites. And the special... Money back offer. If your team leads at any time but lose the match, you get money back up to $100 on that. So a maximum bet of $100. And if you back New South Wales or Queensland, they lead but go on to lose, money back up to $100 thanks to WilliamHill.com. And helping you with your betting odds is the NRL Profits. Are you tired of constantly losing money to the bookies? Then it's time you join the Profits. Over 70 units of profit in season 2014. The service includes quality betting recommendations for rugby league, including NRL, 
and Super League. You get the best of both worlds. The NRL Profits has a special offer to all our listeners. It's a 10% discount off the Access All Profits packages. So visit nrlprofits.com forward slash fifth and last to take advantage and profit with the NRL Profits. But most importantly, like we said, short and round, Standard hasn't been absolutely outstanding, but uh, we're here right now. The best three games of the year, bar the finals and the grand final mixed in there, it's State of Origin 1. So whether you're a Queenslander, a New South Welshman, get behind both your teams, rip in Wednesday night, and especially to all the blue baggers out there, get behind the blues. We need to win game one. Let's make sure we keep this streak going. After eight in a row, we could do with back-to-back. Up the blues. Enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.